So I think personally that Jeremy looks 14, exactly 14 times hotter in a hat. Roll the intro music. Let's go home. Hey guys, welcome back to Wild Till 9, our weekly podcast. I kind of wish that we got to hear the intro music because it's such a bop. There's something about it that brings me energy. Yeah. We might be the only ones that think that. Is that it? Did I nail it? That Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was a rendition of it. The remix, the remix. And for all seven of you that are still with us. Thank you. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back and uh, super excited to be here. I'm gonna take this time to say stop, drop, roll, rate the podcast. And also, should I tack on download and subscribe and follow? Follow, yeah, that one too. And follow yeah. on your podcast streaming platform of choice. So after you've gotten back from stopping, dropping, rolling, following, subscribing, liking, all those things, <laughs> I wanna hop into what I think is um, a conversation starter. Okay, so should people enter parties and ask this question? Like a dinner date intro or like when you're trying to break the ice with someone? Why don't we get to the ends of the answer and then we can go back and figure out whether or not this is appropriate to start a party conversation with. That sounds like a no. Go ahead. Would you rather? And I do mean you. <laughs> now, don't speak for Would you rather? <laughs> I, I can't decide. I think I have a love-hate relationship with the whole would you rather situation. And I need you to answer this 100% honestly yeah, knowing that my yeah. feelings will get hurt. Okay. So <laughs> would you rather mm -hmm. hook up with a porn star? Or a wet noodle? <laughs> wet noodle, like wet noodle energy or like literal wet limp noodle dick? Um, no, 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 no. Um, hard dick, wet noodle energy. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Any other specific yeah. questions? No, that's it. I think you got it covered. Um, would I rather hook up with a porn star or a limp noodle? I mean, okay, I think there's two. Wait, and why? <laughs> I think there's two different scenarios here. I think scenario A is that it's your first time hooking up with someone or you're newly single or you haven't hooked up with someone in a while or you're just in the mood, you know? You're feeling a little freaky. And um, that was freaky with an A. Yeah, okay. Freaky with an A, yeah. Fre I, don't, I, I, don't even, I don't even think I can say it again. Anyways, um, I think in scenario A, I would take the porn star. Okay. But there is a scenario B, a second world that exists where I don't think I'd want to date the porn star and have porn star sex every single day. That's weird. We'll go back to that, but keep going. Not to say that you are not a porn star in bed, babe. You can click off now, mom. Keep going. <laughs> but I, I just like don't think I could keep up the enthusiasm and the energy because sometimes you need to just have like some some six minute missionary sex once a week. You know what I mean? Like, cause you go through phases, I feel like depending on like your job and your moods and the seasons and what moon phase we're in or whatever. But I feel like you're not gonna always wanna have porn star sex. And I think, I think that the wet noodle could probably learn a little bit to be less limp noodly in my ideal scenario be here. Got it. Well, I will say anyone who's got porn star energy, like the the old BDE, um, mm -hmm. probably doesn't want to hold back. The the limp noodle might be able to like give a little bit more. I agree. But. I think the limp noodle would be a better lover. Well, nah, I disagree. You know what? I think that it would be a red flag for me if I hooked up with a guy multiple times and they wanted to have porn star crazy 
hookups every single time. I'd be like, I, I can't get down with this forever. I'm sorry, this was fun the first few times, but this is not something that I would like to pursue. And um, I mean, if they were looking for a relationship, I just don't think that I could like sign myself up for that because I can't perform at those standards and levels every single time. Once again, I feel like that's what we did. It's, it's okay, we, we can move on. Did we just depict like a really uh, yeah, accurate we, version of what our sex is like? Right, we're just like, and um, we're boring. Um, <laughs> that's what long-term relationships look like. Wild till nine, sex included. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little 8.30 p.m. sex. Oh my God. There's nothing wrong with that. We, I, I want to move on to the next topic so that I don't feel bad about myself. Okay. All right. I think one of the most requested conversation topics that I've seen requested of us thus far has been red flags. So red flag number one um, is that they want to have porn star sex. Well, all the, all the, wait, also, this is just for me. Let's for take, me. Just, let's take it a step back. Uh-huh. Red flags. What, 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 what can red flags be? What can red, like define I think, it? Because I think for for my perspective, what red flags are, and for you, mm. they're very different things. So like, what are red flags? I mean, I think it depends what you're looking for. Like, if you're just looking to have fun, there's a whole different set of red flags. Oh, like a yellow flag. But, um, I think it's still a red flag. Got it. Yellow would be, I mean, I think yellow flags exist in both in all scenarios, you Got know, it. proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and then I think the red flags for a relationship are on a totally different level. It's like That's different, fair. different things. You're looking for different things, you know? Okay. So there's, there can be red flags for you for hookups that are mm-hmm. very different than relationships. Absolutely. Got Absolutely. It. And, uh, I am living proof that I was able to kind of go through all of those without any red flags on both sides. I would say that you were a big yellow flag for me. And um, at some point you went green. So congratulations. You know, I feel I'm satisfied with that answer. Keep going. (laughs) No, but one of the biggest red flags I feel like that I encountered um, in my single days, my single territory. All 17 of them. All 17 of them. All 17 days. um, I'm a a ridiculous serial dater. um, We can get in that. Not by choice. That's that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, but when I was single, one of the red flags that I ran into on one of my very first dates, like back into single dating, um, was the inability for that person to talk about themselves. And then in turn made me over talk about myself. Okay. So basically I made the, um, just the the worst mistake here of going on a breakfast date and, (laughs) <laughs> no. no, there's no breakfast date. You went to a breakfast. I went with a, a Tinder swipe. I literally was a Tinder swipe. A, I'm not even kidding. Tinder's not for breakfast dates. Tinder is not for to, breakfast. We can date. come back to that, but go on. Anyways, anyways, so this dude wanted to go for breakfast, and so I was like, I mean, I like breakfast, but I, I just was so new to dating that I forgot when you go for any type of meal, you're confined to that date until you're done eating and the bill has been paid. And there's other factors in this scenario that are dependent on like the kitchen, how fast the kitchen brings up the food and your server bringing the bill and there's just like so many outside factors to you being confined to a place if things are going poorly which they were so anyways go on this breakfast date with this dude and he ended up being so damn quiet and i'm sure that he was just nervous and shy so me as anyone would be meeting you my love i hate you So I I start panic talking. I just start oh. panic talking and spewing and like I'm I'm a talkative person, but I'm not like I'm not like crazy social or anything. And this basically felt like like I could have been interviewing him for some kind of like a personal assistant job. Like I was asking him 
so many life questions. Give me one. And just, I, I don't know, um, like, what do you do? Do you have siblings? Where are you from? Where was your last trip? Like one step above how's the weather? Like yeah, literally, yeah. literally that that probably was one of my questions. I just like blacked out in panic. And also like I'm a pretty quick eater. And also once I got the sense that this date wasn't going well, I have never eaten so fast. There is a professional hot dog eater with the last name Kobayashi. And fun fact, my middle name is Kobayashi. I channeled speed eating into myself so hard on that breakfast date. Yeah, but then when you're done with your food and have the ability to talk even more and all he's doing is eating and trying to answer your questions, that's even harder. It's even It was even more awkward. Oh my God. No, there was just regret from coming from all angles on this breakfast date. So anyway, so after I'd finished playing 45 questions with him. I went to the bathroom to go try and think of more questions. I literally texted went, all your friends. I texted all my I, friends. Of course. I was sitting on the toilet with my phone on Google being like questions to ask on a first date. And I was like, damn it. I've asked all of these questions. I got nothing left. I wish that, um, well, actually I'm glad I didn't know, but going into dating you, I wish that I had a, had a general sense of that. I was actually <laughs> going on a first date with like a half a dozen girls and they all are, are just updated hour by hour throughout the process. <laughs> like I think back to the things that were probably said about me or, oh, yeah. or around, it was everyone's input. You know what? I feel like in my friend group, what we do is that um, we expect either a thumbs up or a thumbs down just as a general consensus of how the date is going. And then we get the full rundown, obviously right. at the end of the night, but like mid date, everyone in the friend group expects like some kind of emoji to depict how the date is going. So we just have like a, a little, uh, an idea, a little sprinkle of like how the night is going for them so we can get excited or be scared for them or like, you know, like fake a phone call to come pick them up or something. Right, yeah, or send the search squad. Yeah. Right, or send the search squad. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, so I ended up being um, just like so aggressive and he, oh my God, this was so embarrassing. He made a comment of just being like, I think he actually may have said something about it feeling like an interview. And he was like, I'm sorry, I'm so shy. This feels like an interview or something. And I was like, so like self-aware enough to know that it's not going well, right. but not capable of fixing it. Totally, totally. I'm not sure that's any better. I know. And we actually ended up having like a mutual friend and still like could not, could not muster a conversation even around the mutual friend. And then after the date, he texted me being like, I'm sorry. I'm so, I was so shy. Like he apologized for not talking at all. And cause I think he felt bad that I felt the need to just like overcompensate for his silence. I love how you said, I'm sorry, in case you're wondering, yeah, she is Canadian. Um, <laughs> got it. I had somewhat of the opposite experience, but at the same time, kind of the same. Okay. I am um, not shy on first dates or really in any counter. I don't mind talking. I can find something to talk to somebody about most of the time. You love hearing the sound of your own voice. Um, okay, rude. Anyway, <laughs> and I remember... We maybe had had a like a, a the first drink was there kind of thing. It wasn't even we had really gotten into the date, and I noticed she was completely and and utterly and transparently reading <laughs> from a list of prepared questions that she had. <laughs> no. And it, what the weird part about it was, they started like the, the normal ones, okay. right? Where it was it was things that that I guess anyone could ask, but then it just got. It was as if it was like a one to a hundred things you can ask someone to really figure out who they are, and the last like thirty were really just, really deep. Were really yeah, like oddly deep, and and would you adopt a kid, and this and that, and I was just like, I have an answer for this. And it's the last thing that I want to talk about. You know, it's just like, why are we talking about these specific things that you don't really want to get to until like date four or five anyway? I have so many questions. Uh. 
Okay, first question. Was it on her like iPhone notes or was it a piece of like physical paper? Uh, no, it was iPhone. Okay, it was iPhone. Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Um, was she crossing them off in any way as asking them? No, but you could see like in her head. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, like, okay, I like okay. that. I like mm -hmm. that answer. Okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> and when I say it was so transparent, she even got to the point where she's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, <gasps> oh my and, God. And I, I literally made a, you know me, I'll, I made a comment very much a, so um, uh, am I getting the uh, prepared questions here? And she's like, yeah, I love this. I do this all the time. Um, oh my God. I like, I, I partially, there's like a small tiny piece of me that sympathizes with her just because like I have been desperate for questions before, but I just feel like there wasn't a struggle here. It's like, I feel like you don't bust out your list of questions until you're struggling and reaching for conversation. Also, I have another question. Um, did like none of these thought provoking questions not spark a conversation that eventually put you on a tangent away from the list of questions? It did, but the problem was, and this is the weird part, halfway, call it question 14, right? We, <laughs> and I answer and she goes, ooh, that makes me think of something. I was like, thank God. And we went on a tangent uh -huh. and yet somehow at the end of that tangent, oh. okay, um, 15, uh, it, not she, the number, but I mean, that was the, the level of energy I was getting in this. Did she intro the fact that you were going into this pop quiz session? No, and I needed to have done that. Oh, I see. If she had just said huh. this, I have the weirdest thing that I wanted, this is gonna be so weird, this would be so weird. I'm, I would have been like, um, what is it? <laughs> I would, I just want to go through these like random questions that I printed out. Cause I'm, you know, I get nervous sometimes, but I, I would love to know the answers to these and then go into it. I would have been like, oh, okay, weird, but oh, let's talk about it. The act, the fact that I had to find out via like, are, are you, You're, okay, we're doing this. You we're doing this. What did she need? A half dozen friends at home checking in on her, telling her to not do that. <laughs> True. Okay, so was that a red flag? Did you not go on another date with no, her? No, I wasn't going on a second date with her. <laughs> the poor girl just wanted to be prepared, babe. Well, she was prepared. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to be a B or C student. I mean, okay, sure. But like, I, I appreciate the effort. I feel like it could have been delivered. Her execution could have been smoother, but I, I, yeah. I do I do see that as, as a first date red flag. The only problem was it read to me whether she got this list herself or she made it or not, it read to me that that she was like looking for something that was specific from these answers that she would circle back on, on like whether it hit these boxes for her. Right. And that's the least natural thing in the world. Not in. Well, she was probably looking for a husband. She was looking to be wifey. And there's another reason I wasn't in. <laughs> Baby, you're not trying to be a husband in the future? Only to you. Good answer. Good answer, Mr. Lewis. Good answer. Um, yeah, no, that, that's definitely that's definitely like red flag material. I think also just like being on your phone in general, like that's so awkward that instead of making eye contact, she would like had her phone, like her eyes glued to her phone and was like scrolling through questions. Like that's so awkward. And I feel like, especially just like our generation is so addicted to our phones. It's like our safety blanket. So when things aren't going well conversationally, you're like, What's going on on Twitter? I mean, it's the same reason that people hop onto their phone in the middle of an elevator. You know, they have no service. And or it rings halfway through them like, oh, oh gosh, uh, must have lost the call. Like, you, no, you're not fooling anybody. I mean, I actually haven't ever been on a date where someone was like glued to their phone. Um, but I, I would take that as a red flag. If I couldn't have your attention for 45 minutes or however long our breakfast date was going to be. Actually, no, the guy from the breakfast date was not on his phone. He was too busy being interrogated by me. Yo, but the, the breakfast, we can come back to that anyway. <laughs> but I think that that would be a red flag where I would be so offended that I'm meeting this person for the first time and whatever they were doing on their phone couldn't wait until after our interaction was finished. Not to mention, it, 
at what point in time did you think that you were going to try and say that you had something better to do? Like it's the, the, the vibe it gives off to me right, right. is like, it ooh, makes me cringe. It just means that like this right here, my little device is more important than you. But also not being self-aware enough to know that. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's, su- it's such an ugly look. It's such an ugly look. I dated someone who was so addicted to their phone and like I I knew their friend circle obviously because we were dating and I was like there is no one fucking texting you get off your phone so my parents like my parents and I are like very into like family dinner and like hanging out as a family I'm an only child and my parents and I are super super tight so we would have these family dinners and I mean I just like feel like during dinner I wasn't really allowed to have my phone and also I grew up like not literally having a phone so there wasn't the option so family dinner was just like a time where you just like leave your phone on the island and you just hang out and chat and I feel like as a significant other too when you're with your girlfriend or boyfriend's parents like you are on your best behavior i mean especially until they come to learn your quirks of right of, of okay he's like that but he 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 cares he shows up right but there's one thing that the people are gonna have their quirks they don't realize they do mm-hmm. it is possible to leave this in the other room that's not a quirk being on your phone right during like family or like saying. girlfriend it, boyfriend time is quite, like <laughs> it's very very possible to not allow yourself to have a phone at dinner absolutely absolutely and so they would be having my or you know my parents would be having a conversation at them my parents honestly are so easy to get along with they're right. so easy to talk to and um this guy just like couldn't get off his damn phone and literally like years into the relationship I was like what like I just like we would have the conversation after to be like hey this is really important to me because I know it's important to my parents as well that like you give even 98% of your attention as long as you're like sitting there with your eyeballs looking in the general direction of my parents that is better than being on your damn phone also assuming you're not a brain surgeon on call and might have to leave it's it's almost worse when no one is fucking <laughs> texting you there is nothing going on on twitter you have six followers on instagram no one is texting you like you don't need to be on your phone and it made me I rate. Oh my God. I have heard this story 106 (laughs) times. And my parents would get pissed off too. Like they would pull me aside eventually. And like being in the middle of that was just like a weird like ground that I didn't want to be in. Anyways, needless to say, that was a fat red flag that like I did not know how to navigate because I was like, is this worthy of like breaking up with this person? You're like, well, like, uh." right. But I also feel very strongly that there's a clear delineation between at some point in time, if there's a pet peeve Mm -hmm. that you have that needs to be addressed, especially when it's like my parents are going to be upset about this. Right. It's on the other person to decide, am I able to get over my habit or at least to try my best to get over my habit for X amount of hours when we're together? Or is this a a non-starter for me? And if it's a non-starter, fine, head on out. But if you agree that it's not a non-starter, figure it out. I mean, yeah, and I think it's like, oh God, this is honestly like tough territory to define what's a red flag and like when you're allowed to say something about it because like if like you chew with your mouth open and on date one, I shit on you for it and I'm like, you are chewing like a horse. I can't deal with this. Go sit across the room (laughs) until you're done your dinner. Like that's just rude. Like that's just plain rude. I should have done that to you, but yeah. (laughs) You eat with your mouth open. Don't even come for me. Go on. But, But okay. When do you make the switch from putting up with someone because they were maybe just like a little bit of a hookup and that little thing mm-hmm. that they do's and whatever. And like, if you eat with your fork like that one more time, I'm going to be a murderer. <laughs> right. Eat with like the fork, like with right. the fist right. on the end of it. You I know mean, who you are. I, no. 
Um, I mean, I think it's so hard because, again, it's like you have to decide what's actually a non-starter. But, like, it's not even worth bringing up if you know that, like, it's not going past just hooking up with someone, you know? So sexy time number three. After that. After sexy time number three, you're like, okay, is this going in the direction of, like, dating or is this just going to go to sexy time number four? And how many dates for you would sexy time number three have been? Just so we can... So anyways, um, back to how I hold my fork. <laughs> no, but I think, I think it's really difficult because if it's something like if someone is, if someone smokes cigarettes, you know what I mean? On the first date, you're like, obviously you can't be like, Hey, I've just met you, but can you quit this lifelong habit that you've got going on? It's bad for your health. Like right. they're like, no shit. Idiot. You're like, uh, I know. <laughs> but it's like, when is it okay to bring that kind of stuff up? Sexy time number three. Okay. So that's the rule. Sexy time number three. You're right. So right. is that just the unspoken rule where things become more serious as sexy time number three? Because I have dating experiences where after sexy time number three, it didn't go in the direction of like the direction I wanted it to go. Right. So you should have said something about it. I, I did say so. Okay. So this brings us to another red flag. This is probably the biggest red flag in my dating history that I ignored for so long. And it ended up revealing itself over and over and over again. I actually don't know where you're going with this. So <laughs> Is just that I got, is that I started talking to this guy and he wanted to be everything that a girlfriend and boyfriend is except for the title, which was so interesting. I feel like you never hear versions of this because he wanted to hold hands. He wanted to go on dates. He wanted to pay for the dates. He wanted to have sleepovers. He wanted to fall asleep on FaceTime. He wanted to meet the parents. He wanted to hang out with friends. He wanted to do like group travel. He wanted to, oh my God, like literally I can't even think of something relation really relationship related that he didn't want to do except be your boyfriend except for add a title to it and it was so oh oh the biggest thing is that he didn't even want to hook up with other people like it was exclusive it was exclusively only hooking up with each other so we were literally in a relationship except for the title and did you tell him that you needed to have this title or else or how did you get across to that Oh my God. Well, I got so sucked into it. Cause I was like, I mean, this is great. Everything is so good. Like we're having so much fun. We're so compatible in so many ways, but like, he just won't call me his girlfriend. And eventually it came to the point where it was basically an ultimatum where it was like, either we are going to do this for real or like, I don't want to do this at all because like, I, I, there's obviously some kind of commitment issue here. And it's like, he just didn't want to take on the responsibility mm. of whatever comes with being called a boyfriend. So I don't know if he was just like scared of having to like buy a card on Valentine's day or like, because he was doing all of the boyfriend right. checklist things. I can tell you right now. And oh, this no. is the biggest piece of advice I'm going to ever say on this show ever. Everything is downhill from here. Okay. All right. Wow. This is going to be really insightful. Wait. Oh my God. I feel like it. Does it need a drum roll or something? Like I'm, I'm, are you about to change my life? Uh, I'm going to say something you already know, but that everyone needs a reminder of, especially anyone who's in the middle of, 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 do I like this guy? Does he like you invite any of that shit? Okay. Lay it on us. The only thing that guys are consistent with, if we want something in the form of a woman, Mm -hmm. we will do what we need to do to at least try to get that. That is so damn true. And it makes me so angry with myself at how many times I ignored knowing that if someone wants to talk to you, they will. If someone wants to hang out with you, they find time. Guys, we are, we can put anything off that's important for the longest Mm -hmm. of times. But when we actually like a girl, we don't 
Um, dick around and play games. Well, sometimes dick around. But yeah, we, we get to it at the end of the day. Like, if they want to spend time, there will always be time. Right. And if they are interested in a relationship, I assure you, they will be moving towards a relationship. They might not know how to get there, but mm-hmm. like, you can, you'll be able to tell that they want that. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, so circling back on my really unfortunate situation is that I ended up basically serving up an ultimatum, which is not a healthy ground to start your relationship on of being like, either we're going to do this for real or like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And in my head, I was like, okay, either way I get to go either one way or the other, I get to start moving on, which is going to like lead to a healthier mindset, which I probably should have done, honestly, or we end up doing it, but you start a relationship on like weird grounds. Well, also at any point in time, you force somebody into a feeling or that what they're going to be comfortable with. That's that's never a good option. Also, just like hugest red flag in the entire world. They didn't want to be my boyfriend like you dumb idiot, Lauren. Like they didn't want to be your boyfriend. Why did you force them to be your boyfriend? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we ended up dating. <laughs> And then this whole like commitment issue and like going through the phases of like what the relationship would grow to be every single little milestone, I guess that you would consider that you kind of hit in a relationship was it it could have been an ultimate. I could have made an ultimatum out of every single milestone that a relationship faces. What's crazy is I think back in all of the, the girls that I've actually dated, I knew so quickly into date one, two, three, that it could lead there. And it wasn't that I didn't think that of the other girls that I ended up actually dating. It was just this just middle part oasis of, I mean, it's, it's fun, I guess. It's whatever. Like, it's never been like, a, oh, I'd like, no, definitely not. It's like, a, oh, that I'm interested in that girl or eh, neutral. Wait, it, you, it, uh, wait, hang on, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Girl brain processing, mm-hmm. loading. Um, it was either yes or middle. Well, and it's not to say that like, if, if I went on a date with a girl uh-huh. and it was a terrible date, uh-huh. it would just be done. I guess my, my point is any date that wasn't a bad date uh-huh. where it was like, I could see them again. I, I knew date two or three that, that I guess I didn't know. I, let me rephrase that. Every girl I ended up dating, <laughs> I knew so quickly into date one, two or three that I wanted to actually date them. Right, it, right, 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 right. It right. never was a hidden, I don't know, maybe. like they, I, I hear these stories of people that are best friends for nine years, and, and right. just one day we decided that we liked each other. That is the farthest thing from from my personal perspective. Okay. When I, I, when I knew, I knew. I see. I mean, I've never been in the situation where I've dated a friend that I was friends with first double checking am I yeah no 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 I never it's always been like a random person yeah because yeah I feel the same way it's like I feel like once I meet someone I'm like oh I want to date you right I can't I put them in that category right 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 right. a red flag that I feel like is so common but I personally have never encountered um which I consider myself to be very lucky is that I've never been with someone who would be considered like a selfish lover what do you mean like, I've never been with someone who's just like, me, 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 me. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, like, I've never been with someone who doesn't want to uh, also make sure everyone involved is having a good time. <laughs> I love talking about my se- my past sex life with you. <laughs> mm. You know what, babe? My past sex life, um, there, just, there is no past. It just, it started the day I met you. Those are the lies I like to hear. <laughs> <And> <laughs> no, but I feel 
I feel really lucky because I feel like so many of my friends have hooked up with just like a guy who is just a hunt. And, and you know what? I feel like you've actually mentioned this before is that when you were like 16 years old, 16 oh, through like. <laughs> my God. I don't know what. I mean, what? Who's whose book of notes or, or how to be a, a selfish sack of shit? I read and was like, that's that's it. That's I don't know. And also, I don't know why I was so interested in in sex or, or girls in the first place. But all I wanted to be was about me anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm just really, really glad to hear that everyone was a generous lover with you. Well, I just feel as if <laughs> I feel like any of the last like two questions of answers that I could give I'd love to avoid <laughs> um no what but I, I feel the way I feel like the way that you've described yourself as a lover from ages 16 till probably what like 21 was very Let's selfish see, we met at 24 so, so 24 24 <laughs> okay great I love that for me uh -huh. but yeah I, I feel like it's a maturity thing on a guy's yeah. part for sure and then and then also just like a douchebaggery part well, for some guys as well it is and I'm not going to um try and, and uh, cover up any of that. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the only piece that I'll add to that is I think that there are many guys that have this idea of what they're supposed to be in in bed. And right. it has nothing to do with what a girl actually wants. And we, we almost block that out. And we'd rather be we'd rather be known for this porn star of a, a lover that no one got any pleasure out of than being some limp noodle that accidentally oh. gave some girl an orgasm. <laughs> Not where I thought that line was headed. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I mean, that makes sense. So you do think that there's a small defense for a select group of guys who are overperforming because they're worried about like their ego? I would say overexerting. I'm about saying they're overperforming. Overperforming. Yeah. Overexerting and being overenthusiastic in ways that are aren't pleasurable for anybody. For anybody, right. 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 Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That's like a really interesting, I feel like, guy's take on that that I've never thought of. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever, maybe I don't want to hear the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Like you don't yeah. have to ask it then. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go ahead with the, with the question. I, I, the uh, podcast will end and we have to go back to our night, but keep going. <laughs> have you ever been with someone, and I feel like this, again, is a red flag, if they just like, like a screamer or someone <laughs> who just like really, like the, the way that you see things in porn, I feel like is not actually the volume level at which things naturally happen at. No. Uh, that's definitely not the worst is not the screamers. The worst is the name callers. I, I say I'm so uncomfortable. I shouldn't have asked this question. We can move on. <laughs> no, let's, I, let's, let's go down. And, <laughs> and here's why I really dislike it. I, I didn't always love my name, Jeremy. It's just so long. It's awkward to say. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that. I, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even kidding. Jeremy and I went on our first date and I think at some point I was like, you know, most of the Jeremy's I know are big douchebags. All the Jeremy's I know are douchebags. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. That's named Jeremy. Yeah. No, I am. Um, <laughs> there's something about the name Jeremy that is inherently not sexy when screamed in sex. There, um, it's just so many syllables. Right. I mean, it is the nearest boner killer of <laughs> anything I could like, Just Jeremy. I'm sure there are some names out there that, yeah. that, that are none of them really American. I like Alfonso, probably great. Pierre, one, literally French, Spanish, absolutely. Right, right, right. American right. names like Mark, not interested. <laughs> Jonathan. No good. <laughs> okay, so it's the name callers. I mean... That's weird. Oh my God, have you ever had someone say the wrong name? No. I have a friend who had uh, her boyfriend say the wrong name, and they were dating. It wasn't even a hookup. It was it was like within a relationship type of okay. situation. Okay, and, and here's the deal. That, that guy 
fucked up. Bad. I mean, <laughs> at any point in time that he is like in the, a, a fight that he's winning and uh-huh. the girl goes, remember that time you called me Samantha? Like oh, he's still fucked. Yeah. But I almost think it, and not, I'm not sympathizing with this guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> I almost think that's more natural because it came off just like, you know, he didn't want to say that. That's the most natural thing that came out of his fucking head. That is not natural. No, because if you're saying like someone's name and there's 14 syllables, it's like you're going out of your way to pronounce Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. That's not what's coming out of your fucking head. That you're just, you're trying to do that. No, I think that means that he's thinking about Samantha. Right. Well, whether I'm right or wrong, that's going to be like the, the, the mode that she's going to go with. So I get it. But that's just my one explanation for... <laughs> No, no, he, he, Johnny is thinking about Samantha and Johnny is wrong and he will never live that down the relationship because Johnny might not ever have sex again. Johnny may never have, he should probably just leave that relationship and and go back to Samantha. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Have you ever had a, like, like a loud guy? Um, seems like this is a harder question to answer than I anticipated. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just confirming. I don't want to tell any lies, you know, truth and truth only. Uh, no, I would say most of the guys that I've been with, to be honest, are like fairly, quiet Mm -hmm. and sullen not sullen that's not the right word how about reserved reserved yeah Um, maybe i mean no one's ever no one's ever been like just like a loud freak leak and just like screaming the entire time i think that i would be like there's just no world where i could get into that and not snap out of it for a moment and be like what the actual fuck is going on right now you know what i mean like that's that's not so they were generous but quiet sure (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) i think people are going to be um uh initially uncomfortable by how comfortable we are sometimes talking about these things yeah maybe um welcome (laughs) welcome to our relationship well okay but this is a complete separate tangent okay here's a red flag for me okay there are i think it's a red flag obviously when um people talk about their exes and Mm. to the point of just like um, everything reminds him of that. They always find a way to bring it up in conversation, no matter yeah. what it's like, you know, if it's like a big issue, a small issue, it always like turns back to that. And I want to get your thought on that. But I also think it's really, really weird when you're on a first, second, third date, or call it like third or fourth date. And there are certain topics that people completely stay so, so, so far away from. And not because like it's a dramatic experience, they're not ready to share. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh you haven't figured that part out yet. Like that's in like the no-no box with a lock right. on it and you're, you're embarrassed of it or something. And it's just like everything shut down. You never right. hear about it. And it's just like this forbidden fruit and you don't know why. I feel like those situations get even weirder as time continues, especially if you end up dating totally. and there's still like a weird closed off area of their mind that you're not allowed to have any insight to. Absolutely. And like whether or not it affects you, it, it, it still it still subconsciously does, obviously, yeah. because it's a part of them and it might be a part of like how they act in a relationship. And you're just like, well, don't know what that is. Like I, I've had girlfriends in the past who have have been on the side of sharing that I wish that they definitely didn't share that much. And on is, the, is it me? Uh, is it me? It's not you. Is it me? And, um, <laughs> and I've been on the side of sharing where I would find out things that I didn't think were weird or that if they were told to me or I feel like things that I should know at some point right. from a friend or a family member, this or that, that I would bring back to him. Like, I didn't know this. And then like, it, it gets it, weird. It elicited this weird response. Yeah. And it made me feel like, well, well, I feel like that elicits like a, a sentiment where you're like, why, like, why are you hiding that? Like, it's right. sketchy almost. Like, you're like, that was so normal of a thing. Is right. there something deeper of why you're hiding? And maybe that's just me being paranoid. 
but like that would that would trigger a red flag for me absolutely i also i'm i think i'm sympathizing a lot tonight i also think that there's like <laughs> I, and i don't know if it's it's date 10 you get into a pact and you decide that okay after um this many sexy times and this many dates and you've opened all the car doors and shut this and been a gentleman or whatever on date 13 mm-hmm. we're gonna sit down with a couple bottles of wine and we're gonna just get it all out there and if we can get to the end of that and we still want to be with each other, great. We have some honesty. I, it would be better almost if there was a forced conversation of, and this is when we're going to talk about it. Because the more you put it off on either side of it, the more reasons like you get in your own head for why. Well, if they know this, they'll never love me again. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think also, too, like circling back on people who talk about their exes too much. Right. It's it's so off-putting because it's like, are you not over them? Are you using me to rebound? Is there still trauma here that you're processing and I'm part of your healing process? And there's just like so many reasons and like potential red flags of why that person yeah. is so stuck on their ex. Yeah. And the feelings and emotions that are tied to things that they would do that somehow get carried over and just reflected back on you. Right. And I think it's totally fine and like healthy, honestly, when you're able to talk about your exes and like, uh, like a learning perspective being like, oh yeah, like that happened once and here's how it went, da, 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 da. And you're able to tie it back, but it, it's not like, like there's like a very neutral sentiment around it versus it being like heated and you can see it like dragging emotions and people just turn into like a totally different person when they're speaking about their ex because mm-hmm. it's obviously like dragging up like right. old feelings. But also if you want someone to not do something that an ex did, right. you need to be able to share that once or twice and remind them of like this really triggered me this is upsetting for me this has some emotional baggage for me wait i have a good story one time oh, fuck. <laughs> one time i walked downstairs hung over and got a water bottle out of a fridge and i just like crushed it oh. and i like put it to my face and just like drank the whole thing like very honestly i probably looked disgusting doing because i was hung over and we just i just it was just not a pretty scene whatsoever but i, I crushed this water bottle because i was hung over and dehydrated and and Jeremy looked at me like I was the ugliest turd on the face of the earth and was like, I used to date someone who used to do something similar and it was disgusting and I need you to never do that again. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I, it, was, it just hit and me in all the places. Now, every time it's like my it's fine when I have like my regular water bottle. But like if it's one of the, the plastic, like recyclable ones, I'm so conscious every time I pick up that water bottle to make sure that I like put my lips on it a specific like dainty way, because I don't want to remind you of whatever feeling it triggered. That one time. What's funny is you've done such a good job of that. I forgot that I hate that until you just said. That. Well, thank you, because I have been so conscious about it since that day. So probably for the last like year and three months. I think about it every single time my lips touch a recyclable water bottle. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say on that topic. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know if guys deal with this more than girls, vice versa, or, or what it is. I'm sure it's all over the place and is, is very situational. But what are your feelings and thoughts <sighs> towards clinginess? Oh, oh, um... Hmm. Okay. So I am, um, pretty independent. I would say as a girlfriend, I've, until I, you're not, but keep until going. I'm not, no, like I'm definitely like clingy in the sense that like, I like cuddling and I, I mean, actually, I don't think I am very clingy to be honest. You're, uh, I would say 80, 20 clingy, not clingy or not clingy, clingy. I was about to say, you think I'm 80% clingy. I'll kill you right here, right now. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> 
it's just the twenty percent that you are clingy. It's really clingy. It's really yeah. you really make up for it. Right, right, right. Like if I'm feeling clingy and Jeremy's like working in his office and I'll just go stand behind him and hug him like an annoying piece of shit for well, for yeah. That or or even just stand there. <laughs> Which is even worse. And I'm like No no, I'll go and sit in Moose's dog bed and watch TikToks on full volume. I'm just like just to be near you. And I know that you're doing it because you want to be near me and you're making that choice. And yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, there's probably something sweet there. I just can't hear it over the fucking TikTok sound. I mean that's adorable and I'm gonna stick with it. So anyways, um I, I I'm a really independent girlfriend for the most part. Like I think um being in a long distance relationship at one point um really trained me to actually it was when I was in college too. So it forced me to not have a safety blanket person to cling to like at parties and taught me and forced me to be very social in a new setting and make friends and da 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 party whatever drink and all that fun stuff you do in college um so I've always been pretty independent and then I think in other relationships I've disliked the person at times and resent them and I'm like okay well like I'm gonna go do me and hang out with my friends do what I want to do travel on the trips that I want to go on because I resented that person and probably should very have healthy just, way to deal with <laughs> probably should have just left the relationship but I think I've been independent because I was in a long-term relationship and also independent because I was unhappy and right. I didn't want to be near that person so I I mean it's trained me. You're welcome. Honestly, you are welcome for all of that because now I'm I'm independent because I've grown my own business. The you know? ultimate form right in front of <laughs> yeah, me. The ultimate form, thriving. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's tough. I think my ultimate fear is always like annoying someone and asking for too much. I'm an accommodator and I hate asking people for help. So being clingy is like a massive fear of mine. So when I start talking to someone new, I'm never that person to double text. Like yeah. I get offended so easily. Easily. Not like offended, but I get scared that I've offended them so easily. So I'm never the person to like double text or be really aggressive. I kind of let them come to me. And and you know what? Actually, looking back, that's actually not the worst play on my part because if someone liked me, they would text me and they would text me back really quickly. As I, per my last point, if someone likes you, they will text you. I mean, and, and trust me, I was not going into that thinking that I was going into that being like, oh my God, I don't want to be annoying. Like I'm not hot enough to be annoying <laughs> because some girls can probably get away with that. I think you're not annoying and you are hot enough to be annoying. If you were to be annoying, that doesn't mean that you should get any ideas, but um, Do it, you see the bullshit that he can spew from his mouth okay. on cue? <laughs> you can look in the camera and tell me if I'm anything that comes out of my mouth is a lie. <laughs> when we first started dating, mm-hmm. I was 10x the communicator that you were. I was always initiating these first conversations. Oh my God. I was responding. I almost was like, not freaked out, but I was like, oh my God, this guy texts back at lightning speed. And I'm so confused. Like, it was so polarizing how highly communicative you were and I was like literally what is going on and you know what it almost put me in a situation that I didn't know how to handle because I was like should I be waiting more time between responses (laughs) I don't know what to do you then found out later I just have my messages up on one of my 14 displays at work and I just like hit the like the messages okay but like on the flip side if you have 14 screens up, like my screen is, on, or like our text, our text conversation might be on screen number 11 and you've got 13 others to look at. So I feel like right, that I was talking also... to 13 other girls just as fast. I hate I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> but okay, so like my biggest fear is being clingy, but I think there are a lot of girls who after, especially they go on a few dates and it goes well and they want to like pursue that person. They start getting clingier and clingier and clingier. And I feel like it's something that females fear is being clingy because like- 
Right. Like society has painted girls to always be like, oh my God, she's a stage 10 clinger and guys just want to be like single players and like get with everyone and girls want to like lock one down. And there obviously are situations where that's flipped, but I agree. I'm not, I've, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with any of my guy friends who are like, I just feel like I'm being a little clingy right now, dude. Yeah, I'm simp. I'm a simp. Yeah, well, actually, I think I have had a few of those. Where the guy was <laughs> like, I'm a simp and I'd like her back. Um, but I, that's just not something that I, we fear as much. And I think that... Wait, so why is that? I don't know. I'm sure it's something, something I'm, for the guy, it's something primal and simple. And for the girl, it's probably something very complicated. Do you think it's because guys want to keep their options open? It, so I feel like there's been a lot of guys that I've just like witnessed from the outside of like a friend's relationship or a friend's hookup where the guy thinks that he can do better. Mm. And so he doesn't want to commit to that one person because something better might come along. I think there's a type of guy that's like that. I think, right. but I think most guys are inherently lazy and mm. are very much. I, I want to be able to have control over this current thing, but right. if I have if I show too much in like this hand too much, then I don't have another oh. one, and then I can't flip back back and forth. And also, I think there are some guys who don't want to make a girl feel like they're too connected, so right. that way if something does come up, not because they're going out and pursuing it, but if something does fall into their lap, they don't right. want to be like they don't want to we, miss we, it. You know, we weren't anything. Like yeah. the amount of time I ask a guy like, oh, you're so you're spending more time with her. Are you are you guys just gonna date or whatever? Uh, I mean, we're just like talking. Yeah, they get defensive. And, and my question is. Does she think that? Right, 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 right. Always, always, always. Ugh. Oh, especially the the, the the guys that are the two to three drinks in become a new person guy. Oh my God. When guy, when, yeah. and I, you know what? No, this is, I don't want to stereotype and say that guys get right. cheaty, but I feel like people can get more cheaty when they start drinking. Absolutely. I mean, I think that there, and I do think this is on either side of the issue. For sure. For, it's not just guys. It's right. not just guys. And I think it's because some people are there. They're, I get nervous and awkward. That that thing goes down when they drink. That's me. That's definitely you. And let's go back into that for a moment. I think there's that for some folks. And then there are some who just get so excited and have more energy and are willing to be a bigger version of whatever it is. Not necessarily like, and we can go into whether we think that like the drunk, uh, drunk, thoughts, drunk actions or th sober thoughts or not. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's people get in that headspace for very different reasons. Right, right, right. Like I think some people turn into like a true form of themselves, like all of their filters come off right. and they become just like whatever their true form is. Sometimes, not always. Well, th but then there's the people that are always get angry when they're drunk. Oh my God. The amount of, in high school, the amount of girlfriends that I had that were uh, drunk criers. Oh my, God. oh my God. The amount of nights that I ended up in a bathroom on the floor with some girl patting her back as she cried because she was too drunk. Every guy hates that girl more than anything. No, no, no. I hate that girl more than anything because I'm the one patting their back. And you had a generous <laughs> guy outside that was wanting to take you home that couldn't take you home. Because <laughs> I was back patting. Right. Uh, so uh, let me set the stage for everybody else. So Lauren is pretty awkward in her first encounters when she's not drunk. Fortunately, there's about a <laughs> six ounce difference of wine between tipsy Lauren and non-tipsy Lauren. And the the shift is clear as day. And <laughs> it's, she, like a, it's like a switch flip for me. <laughs> it is a flirty, fun, horny difference between these two. It is one glass away. And the questions and the things that she's comfortable with with one, it's not even like creepy or whatever. It's just like you have more fun in all all capacities one wine later i just want to advise everyone to indulge in legal alcohol consumption safely in safe environments and just 
I distinctly remember, I believe it was our second date when we definitely had more drinks than you probably should have. Um, the switch when um, I, I really did learn that Craft Girl wanted to fuck. Oh my God, Jeremy. <laughs> oh my God. Let's talk about anything other than this. And everyone's um, no, parents, no, you hop off. No. What? <laughs> No, I definitely, I'm the type of person that like when I, um, and, and I don't, I don't think this is a red flag. I feel like you're, you're stuttering a little bit here. (laughs) I don't think this is a red flag, but like when I become tipsy, I would say my filter just comes off and I'm more carefree because I feel like I'm such a control freak. What a fun way to describe that. (laughs) I'm such a control freak in my day-to-day life. Like I'm so type A and I'm so just like get shit done that like when I'm tipsy I think less about my to-do list and focus more on having fun Mm -hmm. and I'm a good drunk like I would say that I'm a very fun happy drunk and I can't say the same for everyone else um unfortunately I wish that everyone could be the drunk that I am because it's, it's it's a great time it's always a good time um but I do think and I've had friends girls specifically who get cheaty when they start drinking because they get more confident. I don't think it's girls specifically. There are people that get more cheaty when- You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I shouldn't gender stereotype at all. Um, I take that back. But it's the liquid courage of being, um, you know, feeling like they're not themselves and it puts them into a different mindset. And I, again, I think we could talk about for hours about like where it comes from, where the motivation to actually cheat comes from. And I think it's a whole skew of different reasons. Totally. And motivation. It's slew again. What did I say? Skew. skew. Damn it. Why do I keep saying that? All skew of <laughs> All reasons. Skew. I am um, <laughs> like, you're going to purchase it. I will say that there, for my friends and my perspective, I see more guys who, it's not even about them being drunk. They allow themselves to get into, circum- get into certain circumstances mm-hmm. when they are drunk, that when they, an opportunity for someone to make them feel wanted presents itself. Right. Normally they would just say, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that for a, a variety of reasons. And when they're drunk, for whatever reason, they're very much on the page of uh, me. Right, right, oh, right, okay. right. Well, I think so much of cheating actually stems from insecurities is that them not feeling wanted in, um, you know, their day-to-day relationship. They're like, their only relationship and then when they end up in a situation they find themselves and maybe they're drinking maybe they're even not drinking you know and it makes them cheaty because they feel wanted and that might be a foreign feeling and it makes them feel secure in something that they haven't been feeling in their current relationship which is just an overall red flag for a yourself and b your relationship that you should probably work through um but i I, yeah i think i think again it stems from so many different reasons and motivations but uh a big old red flag in my book would you say that you um practice safe sex (laughs) what do you mean do I? Of course, I practice safe sex. <laughs> so, if we were to take a survey, and I'm just going to ask you a really simple question: uh-huh. If you looked back at um, your partners, which were all very generous that we learned earlier, <laughs> would you say there was more often or not that you used a condom? <laughs> Can we make this a truth or drink question? I'll just take a shot right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that I have. It's found- the one rare way where I did something better than you. It's the one thing. <laughs> Truly. No, okay, here's the thing. Here's, I would like to- Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) I now know how you feel. Um, Okay. Um, hmm, where Where do I start here? I 
99.9% of times have been in, that's not actually the percentage, but majority, majority of times I have been in a committed relationship and I uh, am on birth control. <laughs> Did you want to answer the question? <laughs> oh my God, mom, please exit this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm sweating right now. Things I never thought I'd be talking about. Um... Uh, so no, no. The answer is the answer <laughs> is no. Is that there were a few casual partners that I did mm -hmm. because you always should. Jeremy actually loves to use the phrase. Um, I I use two condoms and then um, orgasm in the next zip code, and that's how he practices safe sex. So if anyone needs any tips and tricks and advice for practicing safe sex, that's uh that's yeah two condoms two next condoms. zip codes. Yep. Actually, I think scientific would science would say that using two condoms actually is a better chance of getting pregnant because of friction thing. But yes, I always, I've always said that. And I, you didn't actually wear two condoms. No, I didn't actually. Okay. Got condoms. it. Got it. Got no, it. Got but it. I always, I mean, not always uh, the vast, vast, vast majority mm -hmm. condom. And I don't know if it's because my birth mother had me at 15 and there's been a lot of, uh, out of wedlock births in my family. Right. Right. And I, because I do feel that I was reckless in some ways as a teenager, not any more than any other kid, but uh -huh. I, I checked the reckless boxes in a lot of things. That was not one from the day one that I was willing to really mess with. Right, and right, right. I'm sure there's with. a deeper meeting there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was the one that I, I checked on the safe side. Well, I'm just glad that there's no little Jeremy's running around the world that we don't know about. Well, we don't know about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was that was good. Oh my God. Anyways, practice safe sex. Um, but uh, practice safe sex, but also it's not the guy or the girl's lone job no, no, to no. come yeah. with contraception. Yeah. 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 You need to come prepared. And guys, stop fucking sitting on them in your wallets. That is not a condom. That is a piece of plastic. That, that's a warm balloon, a warm balloon with a hole in it. Um, yeah, no, when I was single, I absolutely had condoms in my purse every time. What? Go on. Okay, how do I get roasted for coming prepared and also simultaneously so you, roasted for so not being had, prepared? You had a little thing of maturity with you and just chose better? <laughs> no, 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 not those times. <laughs> later oh. on, later on in life. Got later it. on in life. Got it. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Anyways, um, yeah, as a single person in LA, <laughs> mm -hmm. this podcast has got such so downhill in the last See, I think minutes. it's going uphill. Really? Because I'm really warm? Everyone that stuck with us. <laughs> You the real ones. Um, yeah, no, no. I came prepared when I was single in LA. I absolutely, but I also feel more scared of of the STDs in LA than I think than I did in Canada. I don't know. They just seem more oh, yeah. intense here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems yeah, like yeah. a different breed. They've of seen STDs. things here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, girls, don't let boys, men, force you into having any kind of any kind of unprotected situation that you are not comfortable with. A real man would never force. He's a little boy. Trying to be a man, no, and a he's not. Bitch. He's a little bitch. That's a little bitch. And also, they, there's that's a red flag, ten x. Yeah, red flag. The 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 most red flag of the red flags. The reddest flag. And my opinion on why that is, it's not even about the the sex itself. You want to have so much control over the experience, big guy. You think that you <laughs> that you need you need to say you don't want a condom, and that the experience itself with the condom's not worth it. No, fuck you. You're being immature. Yeah. Put a rubber on. Yeah. 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 Well, 
on that note, um, now that we've just yelled at everyone to practice safe sex, which I don't take back, honestly, um, I think that's a good place to put a pin in it. Um, stop, drop, roll, rate the podcast, download and subscribe, follow all of the things. I, I feel like we probably should have done this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. People are being so nice. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. People are being so nice. I feel like Jeremy was scared that people were going to shit on him, but everyone has been so nice. I feel like Jer- I, I was scared. People were just going to be yeah. very much, um, fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. guy sucks. Yeah. And they're being yeah. nice. Everyone's being so nice. I, like knock on wood because I want it to continue because we're having fun and I think this is great and, and we're talking to a lot of things and hopefully people are something, getting something. Jeremy is a simp for the fans. Getting something. People are just, <laughs> I'm, be, I'm a simp for people, people being nice. I guess yeah, I Yeah, no, no, no. It, I mean, there's so much negativity on the internet. It's so refreshing to see so many positive comments. Like I genuinely don't have any blacklist word filters on the YouTube channel. Oh, well, for here we go. Night. Yeah, here we go. Here yeah. we go. But uh, yeah, everyone's been so nice. So thank you so much for that. We really, really appreciate it. It makes Jeremy very happy. Um, yeah, I, I think I put up my shield of, of the people are going to be mean to me and that's just how it's going to be. And people have just been super nice. Super nice. So thank you guys for that. We appreciate it. I'm a simp. Um, yeah, Jeremy is a simp for the fans and we love that for him. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Wild Till 9. We will catch you next week. Stop, drop, roll, rate the podcast, download, follow, subscribe, all those things. And we will see you next week. Bye. Wow.